Hey, 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 it is Ty, the family made mom. I am coming to you live today. Woo! Well, not live, but you know what I mean. Um, not there yet. Ha! I wanted to talk to you about uh, financial wholeness. This is going to be part two, and we are still getting into the nitty gritty of um, just what it looks like to be financially whole. We know that to be whole is to be entire, to be complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, everything all together. We gave the example about the pizza. Um, I thought that was a pretty good example, actually. <laughs> uh, we gave the example about the pizza, what the pizza looks like when it's all put together. It looks scrumptious, it looks great, and it's all together. <clears throat> we also went over, um, we also went over, um, what it looks like to be financially whole and making sure that we're writing down what it means to be whole and then what it means to be financially whole to us. And then after listening to the podcast, did your views change at all? You know, was there something that you were like, ah, oh, that fits for her, but for me, financial fitness would look more like this or financial wholeness would look more like this. Um, also, when you did your budget, did you find out that you were living above your means, below your means, or right at your means? That's very important because you want to know the best thing to do is live at or below your means. I like to live below my means because that means that my finances are above manageable. Um, even if you are looking for a home, you know, it looks real good on paper to say, or, or it looks real good to say, oh, my house costs $500,000, $700,000. But if you can't afford that, please, please find something within your means because nothing's worse than having this beautiful home and having that beautiful home taken from you. That's a horrible feeling because you weren't humble enough to say that, you know you needed to do it a different way okay so today we're going to be talking about financial wholeness what that picture really looks like yes we did our budget that was great right so we did our budget and then what did we do we did our budget and hopefully we reevaluated hopefully we looked at that budget and we said okay this is where I'm at this is what needs to be changed um, am I splurging? Am I, you know, within my means? What does this budget look like? You know, is this something that I'm proud of or is this something that I'm like, yikes and spikes, I really need to work on this. You know, hopefully you're not at the yikes and spikes level because that's a stinky winky level. You know, um, when I did my budget, what I realized is that I was spending a lot less than what I thought, which surprised me tremendously because I thought I was spending way over. So for me, when I saw that I wasn't spending as much as I thought I was in certain areas of our finances, I was thoroughly excited. Like, wow, we're doing pretty good. And then there were some areas, remember I talked about Amazon. Uh, for those of you who uh, don't have Prime, I congratulate you. For those of you who don't do a lot of shopping, I congratulate you. That wasn't my testimony. So I like to be honest uh, because honesty helps others as well as it helps yourself. It first helps you and then it helps others because somebody needs somebody to be honest with them so that they can understand it's okay to be honest with yourself. Everybody's not there. So I like to be an example. 
and you can use me as a scapegoat. She wasn't all that great with Amazon. I sure wasn't, honey. I had stuff coming and I didn't know what was in the boxes. I was like, oh, I ordered that? I don't even need that. And I was so ashamed. Like when I looked at some of the things I had ordered and the fact that I wasn't even using some of those things, it was really, really, it was really, really hurtful to me. And I had to really evaluate myself and say, yikes, what are you doing? You know, what are, what are you doing? Is this, you know, this isn't what you even plan to be doing with your finances. You've got to get this together. So I began, um, looking at Amazon and I don't know if I said this in the last podcast or not, but I look at it and I say, no, you don't need it. And if it's something that I do need, I don't order it. I just simply go get it because that legwork helps me to really evaluate. Is this really a need or is this simply a want that you're trying to conjure up to be some kind of need? So that legwork helps me because, you know, the, by the time I get up, get up, uh, get in the vehicle and get to the store, by then I know for sure, for sure, is this a legitimate purchase? Most of the time I can say yes. Um, so we talked about that budget, right? So within that budget, we found out where we're at. Some of you might still be stuck on that budget. How do I do this? Remember I talked about the Kiplinger uh, the uh, budgeting tool that they have, I really, really encourage you to look at that. I encourage you to flip-flop for one month and then three months, six months, nine months, one year. I believe that you will find some pretty interesting things about that one month, three months, six months, nine months, one year. Um, I did a spreadsheet. I did that spreadsheet based on uh, weekly. Uh, no, I didn't do weekly. Um, mentally, I automatically do weekly. Uh, but I do monthly, three months, and then I do, um, I think I did six months in a year. I think I did three months in a year uh, because I have a three-month goal that I'm working on. But it doesn't really matter what I did. The bottom line is whatever you need to do, I believe that you'll find this tool to be helpful. You know, I, I know I keep... Oh, that tool, that tool. But that tool, really, it's a visual. Sometimes you need that visual to help you see where you're at, where you want to be. Because if I'm looking and I'm saying, okay, in three months, here's what I need to have. You know, this budgeting tool, this savings tool, how much will I have saved over three months if I'm putting up this amount? Am I reaching my goal at all? You know, that's a part of being financially fit. I'm not going to start my fitness uh, without a goal. What, what am I working towards? Am I trying to tone? Am I trying to lose weight? What am I trying to do for your budget or your, uh, you know, your financial status? Are you trying to slim down what your spending habits are? Or are you trying to meet a certain goal? Are you trying to plan for this or that? What is your goal? You have to have a goal. It's a guide. It's a tool guide to get you where you need to go. Okay, so we talked about that budget. Now let's talk about our savings accounts. We talked a little about having about an emergency fund and having our savings account, but I really wanna dive into that because I want you to understand that your savings account, especially right now, can be your lifeline. You know, um, we don't know what's gonna happen with the stock market and all that great stuff, but your savings, that's a sure fit, right? That's a win-win chicken dinner, right? What is it? Winner, winner, chicken dinner? 
All right, so that's a winner for you, right? If I'm saving up this amount of money each month, I'm governing myself to the point where I tell myself, you cannot spend this money in here. Out of sight, out of mind. Just like what you tell a child. Out of sight, out of mind. This money does not exist, right? So when I put this money up, this money is not money that I can spend. This money is money that I have to set aside, okay? And also your emergency fund. They're two separate things. So my savings does one thing, but my emergency fund does another thing. My emergency fund takes care of things such as it may take care of uh, rainy day things, you know, hey, pipes, bus, things like that. Especially those of you who are homeowners, uh, you know, even renting, you know, you may find out that there are some things that you have to do when you're renting. Okay. So either way, we'll find out that there's some things that we have to do in order to maintain our homes, maintain our vehicles. Those of us who have children, there may be things that we have to do in regards to our children. It's a lot, okay? So that savings fund is your cushion. You know, you need some cushion for the pushing. Um, so that's a good tool for you to have if you're trying to save, okay? So think about that there. Go in. All right, so. When we're saving, we are putting things away for that rainy day that we need, right? All right, so we have that together. We are putting the money away. We're saving what we need to save, doing what we need to do. And now, here we go. Now we're at another place. So we've got our savings, got our emergency fund. Some of us are saving up for college funds. You got that money tucked away, okay? Now, we're going to talk about these credit cards. A lot of people are like, yeah, you got to, you know, you got to have this amount and this amount. Well, credit cards can be good and bad. You know, if I have five credit cards, all of them have a $10,000 limit and I'm spending this $10,000 each time, that's not so great, right? So that's not something that you want to be doing. So when you're using your credit cards, here's something that I say. Use them for things that you know that you're going to pay off anyway. So sometimes I might have a credit card and I might just, um, <laughs> I might just, um, I might, uh, I lost my whole train of thought. Ha! I might go ahead and use it for bills. So my bills, I know that I'm going to pay those anyway. So I charge that up, let it sit for a taste, but I make sure that I'm not over 50% of what that limit is, right? So if my limit is $400, I'm not over $200 of that, okay? So if I have those three different cards, maybe I'm doing that with three different cards. Maybe I'm taking it up to, you know, uh, 150 for each card and I'm letting it sit for a little taste and then maybe I'm paying my monthly or maybe I'm paying it off after a certain time, right? Okay, so whatever you're doing with that. And then also... Uh, oh man, I heard a, a story one time. I'll, I'll get into that here in a little bit uh, about a guy who, um, he, um, had a credit card. He, uh, did his, um, purchase, right. And he, um, he took the purchase back and he got the money for it, paid off his card. Pretty cool, right? Cause you've already charged that amount. 
he paid off his card and he was really cool for school so i thought that was pretty cool so that was a tool that he used there because he actually didn't need the item that he purchased he had to take it back um he ended up being gifted with the item so um or you can buy something that's less and then you know you're paying that thing back but you still got a savings there on your own so um that's still cool for school as well um so we talked a little bit about credit cards. I, I really don't rely on car, credit cards. I like to use my money. That's just me. But I do believe in credit. I believe in um, having some credit there. Here's another thing. So we just talked about um, how we pay things off. Um, I remember American Express was famous for you can use credit, but you will pay this off every single month. Okay. And then also we're wanting to make sure that we're paying our bills on time. Your ability to pay your bills on time says a lot about who you are. It says a lot about your uh, level of accountability. Uh, it says a lot about your character. So people who are paying off their bills on time every month, it says that you are a credit worthy person. You are someone who takes pride in how you manage your home. You know, you when somebody sees that, oh man, she's not overdrawn in her account, she's paying her bills on time, or he's paying his bills on time, everything's looking good and gravy. That makes someone want to loan something to you because they know that just as you've taken care of your home, so will you take care of their baby, their loan. So uh, that stands out as well. So that's another thing in regards to paying your bills on time, making sure that you are credit worthy and things like that pretty good stuff there and then we talked about living at or below our means we're not going above our means we are living at or below so when you did your budget I want you to take some time and I really want you to look at what it looked like at the bottom so we look at our expenses then we look at I mean so I'm sorry we look at our income that's the first thing that you should look at your income is your reality check this says, this is really, in all actuality, what I'm bringing in. You know, what you're investing, um, that's great, but we can't control the amount that we get back from that. That's an, uh, you know, that's a risk factor right there. We can just simply cannot control how much you're going to get back. You know, you can hope and you can wish, but you can't control that amount. It's fluctuating every day. But what we can control to some, double deg so to some degree is our income what we're bringing in that's a reliable source we know that when we clock in we clock out this is the amount that we are bringing in right so that's something that we can semi rely on um, I know a lot of people are saying hey I, I experienced that layoff I experienced the shutdown there were a lot of variables there but just on a solid level because we never know what happens but we're just you know preparing ourselves that's what this is about so my income is at the top then I'm going through all of my expenses um, I like to go in the level of uh, from the level the greatest importance I like to prioritize what's the most important then I'm coming down right okay so when I look at the most important things I'm saying to myself okay uh, that has to do with housing and all of that so if you want to reflect go back to part one we went over the budget in a lot more detail also I gave references on where you can get a budget sheet uh, on the familymademom.com uh, I did a family budget for a big family budget little family budget all right so we did our budget 
Now, at the bottom, you're going to take your income minus your expenses. When I look at my income minus my expenses, what in the world am I looking like? Am I looking like I am someone who is managing my finances well, or am I out of control a little bit? Do I only have $200 left? What in the world can I do with $200 left? Yes, I did put some in my savings. Yes, I did put some in my emergency fund, but $200 left, yikes and spikes. That means each month I'm only adding $200 to my actual account. That doesn't look stable at all. That doesn't look like something that is manageable. It looks like at any given moment you could flop. And I'm sure that's not the look that you're going for. That's definitely not the look that I would want to go for. And that's not the look that a bank is looking for if you're wanting to actually get some type of monies or something like that. No way, Jose. Um, so we're not trying to do that. But what I do want you to look at is what can I adjust? Are there habits that I can adjust? Are there, you know, things that I can uh, take this away? And, you know, a lot of us have cable and things like that. Can I switch to streaming? I know uh, some people, your cable bill might be $200, but if you can switch to streaming, you know, it may be 60 to $100. So that's $100 saving there. So now if you only had $200 left, now you have $300 left. You're gaining ground there. And then there's some other areas that you may be able to slim down. Please do so because it's only going to help you, especially right now in a time where we're unsure of what's going to happen and how everything is going to look. We're trying to do the best we can in the time that we have, right? Awesome, awesome. So we talked about our budget. We talked about living of our means. We talked about our credit cards, things like that. What about income protection? Uh, I remember Aflac had it, and there uh, sometimes your place of employment may have it. Uh, I try to do things outside of my place of employment because um, our place of employment uh, sometimes can be temporary, but all of your benefits do not transfer to you, such as employee life insurance. Uh, I'm sorry, your employment, yeah, employee, your, uh, your employer's life insurance that they allot you. That does not transfer to you once you leave the job. It simply stops there. You know, so think about that. Um, your retirement planning, what is your 401k and your IRAs? What are those looking like? Uh, we just talked about life insurance. That's important. I want to stop for just a second and talk about life insurance. Some people skip over that portion because they're like, ah, I'm this age or that age or blah, blah, blah. You seriously don't know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But having that life insurance there ensures that your family does not have to scribble, scrabble, and scramble to take care of something that you were well able to take care of on your own. So please be mindful of that. If you got to shell out an extra 50 to 100 a month just for you and your family, I guarantee you it'll be worth it in the end, in the event, God forbid, that something happens, okay? All right, so... We got that out the way. You might not like me for it, but I said it anyway. <laughs> All right. So also, what are your wills and your trust, your uh, your legalities uh, in the event something happens to you? So you have your life insurance, but what does your will look like? If, do you have everything squared away? Do you have everything put in its proper perspective for in the event that something happens to you? Who's going to take care of your babies? Our babies are super duper precious. And we can say, oh, I already told so-and-so, but honey, on paper, it ain't going to look like that. When it comes to your estate, 
people are going to start putting your kids where they want to put them and whoever don't take them ain't going to take them. You know, it's good to say it in our mouths, but in reality, people might not do what they say they're going to do. So that will and testament is always great to have. And then making sure that you are leaving something behind in addition to your life insurance. You know, what are you doing with, um, is there something that you're giving away? You know, some extras that you have that you can, you know, place in this hand or that hand. Are you, when you leave, um, leave out of here, are you leaving something for, you know, your place of worship, your churches or your children or schools or, you know, what are you doing at the end just as your way of giving? Um, so I like to do that. I like to, you know, leave something behind, have something for people and, you know, make sure that you're being a giver. I sincerely believe that if you give, it'll be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Those are just simple things that, um, you know, I always say I believe the Bible and I, I hold to that. I stand on that, that I sincerely believe that word. Um, I want to challenge you to adjust your way of living. Um, please go back to the pillars of wellness. Uh, I did that in a blog and I really want you to look at what the pillars of wellness look like, what they look like in your home and how to add financial wholeness to that. Because sometimes when we adjust our money, we adjust our way of living as well. I, I won't even say sometimes you always do that. You know, people get more money, they buy more expensive cars, they buy houses, they buy stuff that they really honestly don't need. And if they didn't have money, uh, they would see just how much they seriously don't need it. Sometimes our homes are filled with things that we simply do not need. Uh, make sure that you're really thinking about that, checking on that, because God asked us to be a good steward over our finances. It's not about, he doesn't ask us to be a good steward over our egos and what we want to do. He's asking us to be a good steward over what we need. God said, you, do you delight yourself in me? I will give you the desires of your heart. Delighting ourselves in the Lord means aligning ourselves to his will. When we line up with the will of the Lord, we find out that a lot of the stuff that we wanted didn't even line up with the will of God. So when we are completely lined up with the will of God, we find out that our desires actually match his desire for our life. You know, so a lot of people are like, shoot, honey, when I do what the Lord says, I can get what I want. I think we look at that differently sometimes than what God actually intended for us to look at it. When we line ourselves up, I'm saying it again. When we line ourselves up with the will of God, we find out that our desires actually match God's original desires for our life. And our goal is not to be in God's permissive will, meaning what he allows us to do, but we wanna be in his perfect will, which is what he intended or purposed for us to do. Even in something as small as our finances, because finances really aren't as small as we think that they are. You know, the Bible says the money answers all things. So listen, we gotta make sure that we are doing what we are supposed to do with our finances because we wanna maximize our living. We wanna maximize it. We don't wanna work for money. We want our work money to work for us. We want it to be that in our sleep, our money is working for us, okay? Uh, maybe down the line, I'll do something for uh, parents and families in regards to the stock market and trading and things like that, how to get your whole family involved in that process 
and enjoy the benefits of it because there are some really cool for school benefits of trading and investing. Uh, once I showed our children their investment portfolios and they were like, oh, can I take the money out? I said, well, see, here's what's happening. While you're sleeping, your money is actually working for you. And as your money is working for you, you're having to work less. You're working less, just like our 401k. Um, I had up my, I remember when I was uh, at my one place of employment, I had upped my 401k and what I was putting into it. And then I was seeing how it was growing. And then, you know, most of your employers will match a certain amount of that. So if I put in 5%, if they put in 5% and I was putting in 10, that's 15% that's continuously growing for me. As I put in my work, my money's coming back to me. So that, that gave me some sort of, uh, that gave me a different amount of pleasure because I was like, hey, my money is working for me. Even in regards to uh, the stock market and things like that, I might put into Amazon, but I'll also go back to the stock market and have that money come back and begin to work for me. So I tell my kids all the time, like, hey, you like Nikes? You buy Nikes, right? So now invest in this stock and make Nike work back for you. Bring some of that money back that you're putting in and enjoy the benefits of that while you can. So I encourage you to really think about how you're spending, what you're spending, and is your money working for you? If your money's not working for you, what other streams of income can you pull in? And the more I think about it, I really like to talk about the stock market and uh, things like that and how you can capitalize on that while you have a chance. So we might just do that there, all right? So sharing caring is sharing sharing is caring so please share remember we talked about having an accountability partner did you get yourself an accountability partner if you are embarrassed and you're like um i don't want to tell anybody about how bad i'm spending i love to get an accountability system going and i may even create a challenge a financial challenge on uh spending because i really want to uh, I really want us to be good stewards over our finances. I believe that when we do what God is asking us to do in regards to our finances, I believe that God breathes on us in supernatural ways because our God specializes in the supernatural. He goes above and beyond for us because we're his children and he loves us. He has in mind for us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions prospers. God has in mind for us to be in total health total health he even wants your finances to be in health you know so remember that remember that sharing is caring share with someone get your accountability partner look at your budget is your budget realistic are you spending spending the way that you should are you saving the way that you should these are important things all right I want to hear from you. Ty, I need you to talk about this. Ty, you didn't talk enough about this. And this is something that we need you to talk about. I want to hear it. All right. This is Ty, the family made mom. I want you to have a super duper blessed day. Be encouraged. Bye-bye.